The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into the most important tool in a marketer's toolkit, email. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to optimize, scale, and de-risk your email marketing strategies. With us today is Tracy Sistilli, who is the head of marketing at SparkPost, which is a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. SparkPost is the world's number one email sender and delivers over 37% of the world's B2C emails. Their unmatched data footprint, real-time alerts, and spam trap monitoring help their clients find and fix problems with their email outreach before they become an issue. So far this week, we've talked about the landscape of email as a marketing channel, how to optimize your email content, and today we're going to discuss how to optimize your email campaigns for deliverability. Here's the third installment of Email Week with Tracy Sistilli from SparkPost. Tracy, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. We're halfway through the week. Happy hump day. And I think that we're talking about something that I'm guessing is going to be your and SparkPost's sweet spot, which is talking about email deliverability. There's a couple different types of emails that we've talked about sending. People are sending billions of emails a day, trillions a year. How do you break through the noise and how do you make sure that your email is actually landing with the right person? Well, I think there's some key fundamentals with that. First of all, segmenting, making sure you have the right people in the right buckets and giving them what they want on a personalization and content basis. I think warming up your IP address that you're sending the email out on is super important so that the ISPs know how to handle it and let you sort of scale. I think the reputation of your IP that you're sending the email out on and all of your different streams, whether it's marketing emails or transactional emails, so that the messages are treated the way you want them to be treated by the ISP is super helpful properly authenticating your email authentication to make sure that the ISPs know whether you're sending it out yourself or you're using an email service provider to send your mails for you that they're trusted to send on your behalf. And there are a few of those email authentication tools that you can use. But the bottom line is you just really want to only send email to the people that really want to read your email. And, you know, a lot of marketers tend not to segment or they think that they have to send more email. And You can actually be more effective by actually sending less email, but to a more targeted audience and to those that want to receive your email. So just those general best practices are very helpful. 
I think it goes without saying, sending email to people who want to read your email is the best way to reach people to get them to read your email, right? Like doing your targeting and your segmentation. I don't think we need to get into that too much in this episode, but don't send emails to people that don't want emails from you. That's just annoying. Right. Just in the same way that don't call people on their cell phones when they haven't asked you to call them. I just recorded telemarketing week last week with another one of our sponsors, and we spent a good 20 minutes talking about how irritating it is to get spam calls. It's no different in your emails. It's disruptive to people's day. Please don't do it. You mentioned some technical things about warming up your domain, the reputation of your domain, and then authentication. Let's talk through some of those things. What are the best practices for warming up your domain when you are just starting to send emails from a new domain? You can't send a billion emails in a day. What's the process for building up your reputation with the ESPs? It takes usually a couple of weeks to sort of do that, but you have to work with deliverability experts, and hopefully your company has one, to gradually build up the warm-up period. So you're gradually building up the amount of sends that you're sending per day over time. And that's how you're warming it up. Kind of like when you turn your car on in the morning on a really cold day and you let it warm up. It's a similar concept. I live in Northern California. I'm not really sure how to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding of warming up a domain is it's essentially an exponential growth curve, but it starts at a small number, right? When you're creating a new domain, you're building a new product, you want to send a very small number of emails on day one, right? You're going to send 10 emails max. And then the next day you're going to send 15 and then 22 and 35, right? You have to start slow. Maybe I'm being a little conservative, but yeah. <laughs> there are charts online showing how many emails you can send in a day and they grow exponentially to the point where you could send billions of emails, but you don't want to come out of the gate with your initial email list of 2000 people and just blast a launch announcement. You need to warm up that domain, send some emails to people that are your friends saying, hey, I'm just warming up my personal email address, get them to reply back and start showing some signal to the ESP. And then over time, you could start sending more of your batched emails. One of the things that I've heard is that when you're sending those batched emails, you don't want to send the same email, right? You don't want to start with a newsletter. You want to send things that are personalized. Am I making that up or is that a rule? I'm not a deliverability expert. And just to clarify something that I said earlier, to achieve maximum deliverability, it takes more than a few weeks because you're basically sending these sends week over week to sort of build it up. It's not 10, but we recommend sending a couple hundred. Like if you were scaling up to say, you could send a couple hundred on one day and then the next day you could send a few more hundred and then you could double that. And then by the end of the week, you could be sending 20,000 emails. But certain IPs sort of look at your targets and the engagement of those people. And then also it's more about figuring out that you have a positive IP reputation, like a positive sending reputation with the ISPs. So that's what they're trying to understand, that you're not just going to go send out a few hundred emails and then all of a sudden at the end of the week send out 20,000 spam emails. So you mentioned that you have to warm up your domain to build the reputation of the domain. And one of the things that I've seen brands do to sort of protect their core domain is they'll send a few emails from and they'll warm up their core domain, but they'll also come up with other domains to send emails. So for example, benjshap.com, I will send all of my transactional emails from that I need to have the highest deliverability, but I might use benjshap.co for my sales emails because that domain might have a different reputation. 
It's a little hacky and you still have to warm up your domain. But when you're managing the reputation of your domain, you don't necessarily have to keep it to the same URL, the same domain address. It's just a hack that I've heard people that are sending a high volume of emails, mostly sales emails using. Well, there's a hack for everything. But I think when you're warming up the IP, the most important thing you want to do is send to your most engaged users to start. And typically, we recommend starting out with doing that in chunks of 15% of your most highly engaged users and adding to that. And then that tells the ISP that that IP is safe, it's trusted, has a good positive sender reputation, and then you will hit the inbox eventually with as many emails as you'd like to send. But it's starting out with the most engaged subscribers and then adding in the older segments as you progress. Mm -hmm. The older segments should really be done in smaller chunks. So, Okay. And you mentioned authentication. And I know that there's a bunch of different tools and a bunch of different authentication models. There's DMARC and I think there's two others that I use Mixmax to send a lot of emails. And there's three different ways to authenticate your email address. Just walk me through high level what authentication means and what are some of the standards for it? So there are three types of email authentication. And what email authentication is, is it just says to the ISP, hey, this company is legit and this ESP or this company is authorized to send email on behalf of this company. So there are three respected ways in the industry to do that. The most basic is SPF. And then the second is DKIM, which has a little bit more stringent security on it. And then the third is DMARC. So you can have DKIM and DMARC both enabled. It's necessity really for DMARC. But then they're depending upon what your business is, SPF might just be fine. So I understand that there's different levels of security and authentication. What's the difference between the three? And is one like startup versus growth versus enterprise? And it's the volume of emails you're sending? Or is it just a different level of security? There are different levels of security. So for the SPF, which is a sender policy framework, and then there's DKIM, the domain keys identified mail, and then DMARC is a domain-based message authentication reporting and conformance. Like that's what those stand for. But each one of those whether it's looking at the envelope from or the return address, just understand in the code of the email who is sending it. When you send it to an ISP, when you look at the code behind an email, it will tell you whether or not it has passed those tests from the ISP or not. And that's how you get authenticated. Okay. So there's different levels of security to validate or authenticate that you as a sender are legitimate and that the person that's actually sending the email on your behalf, if you're using a technology provider to send your emails, is authorized to send that email. So there's different flavors of authentication. Right. It's just SPF is less attractive to fishers, so it's likely to be blacklisted by spam filters, but it is a more secure way of sending your email. Interesting. Any other tips for improving email deliverability? I'm assuming that this is sort of the core reason why people use SparkPost and some of the other deliverability-based cloud softwares. They ensure that your emails are getting where they should be, or they're a way to improve that your emails are getting to where they should be. I mean, I think that you have to make sure that people are opted in. Usually double opt-in is the best, especially with the new GDPR rules. There's a lot of security around privacy now and respecting people's privacy and not sending them stuff that they don't want. So all of those things add to the importance of deliverability and whether or not your message gets into the inbox. Absolutely. I think rule number one, like we mentioned before, is if you want your emails to be delivered, send them to people that want to read your emails and goes without saying. And then there are some technology solutions that can help authenticate that you are who you say you are. And those are really the keys to email deliverability. 
I think the other thing that is a best practice is to separate your email streams onto different IPs. So like put your transactional and your triggered messages on maybe not your marketing triggered messages, but your transactional messages on a different IP as opposed to your marketing messages. So your marketing messages can go on one IP because they're marketing type. And the transactional ones are ones that people have already indicated that they want to receive because they've done some other action. And those will, by default, just by putting them on a different IP, will definitely have a higher deliverability inbox placement rate. Absolutely. And it goes, you can even take that a step further. What I was calling the email deliverability hack is by having multiple domains. And that's, I think, the extension of that concept of not just using different IPs, but actually having a different domain to protect your core domain, which some people may or or may not agree with. But I've seen brands do it to improve their deliverability when they had some sort of an issue reaching the inbox with their transactional emails. Lots of great stuff and ways to make sure that your email is getting to the right person. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Tracy Sestilli for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Tracy's tips for building an effective email strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about how Tracy uses email as a marketing channel working to market the world's biggest email sender. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tracy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet where her handle is Tracy Sestilli, T-R-A-C-Y-S-E-S-T-I-L-I, or you can visit her company's website, which is sparkpost.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries and transcripts for all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you can submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of email week, we've got great episodes lined up every day for the rest of the month. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.